Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about our gut. Now, that might sound not so friendly. It might be like, why would we talk about our gut? But listen, I will tell you that thing that maybe we avoid talking about, or we're like, eh, I don't need to learn about that, actually can affect us in so many different ways. Are you bloated? Are you fatigued? Can you not lose weight? Why are you struggling with you know, nutrition or heavy periods or different things like that. It could be your digestive system. It could be, you know, your gut and how you're feeling. And so we want to really focus on how we can heal our gut. We're going to be talking to Sheridan Decker today, who is a functional nutritionist. She has a master's in human nutrition, a bachelor's in exercise and sports science. She is amazing. And I have loved talking to her. She's from Australia. We're so happy to have her to talk with us today. So Sheridan, welcome to the podcast today. And please tell us about yourself. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. I think I just love connecting to women in this space on so many different platforms and different ways because I literally had a conversation with a lady yesterday who was like, I'm struggling with heavy, painful periods. And all I've been told is I've got to go back on the birth control pill. Like she's had her kids and stuff. And she's like, this, what are the other options? And this was in like a women's uh, Facebook group. And I just, I read it and there was like hundreds of comments of other women saying the same, like, oh yeah, I've been through that. Or my GP said that, and there's no other option. And it's more than just contraception, but you know, like going down this whole route and I just posted on there going, Hey, look, there's actually, there is other ways to address this stuff. Not saying birth control pill isn't important. Not saying, you know, that there aren't times and places for the marina or for the IUD, but when it comes to a holistic natural approach, there are actually alternative options. And I think that's why I'm so like just excited to be here because for me my passion is educating and empowering women so if that means talking to you and even if it was only one or two other people who got a takeaway message even if it was just you who said oh yeah actually next time I talk to a girlfriend who's struggling with heavy painful periods can't lose weight and fatigue I can let her know she doesn't have to take the birth control pill or she doesn't have to go on an awful diet or she doesn't have to take these medications because there are other approaches and I think that whole concept and then understanding how much it integrates into your gut health and your bowel movements and if you're not having a poo every day and if you're really bloated and if you're reacting to foods which is not normal 
then there is actually reasons for that. And that's really like, yeah, just why I'm like, yes, I want to be here. I want to share this knowledge because I feel like women are missing out across the board. Yeah, no. And I, I think that, you know, there is so much information, especially with you doing like functional medicine and really going into, are there parasites involved? Is there like a lack of a certain nutrient is, you know, are you not creating enough stomach acid, you know, to digest your food correctly, right? There's so many things that we can really kind of look into to try to actually diagnose and fix the problem instead of just mask it by, you know, giving the birth control or taking a pill that like gets rid of one symptom, but then creates another. Right. So, um, I, so I would love to know like what, like when you're working with women, what is the main focus that women come to you for? Is it the, the bloating? Is it the weight? Is it the fatigue? Like who do you work with the most? I'd love to hear about that and what you do to help them. I think the underlying thing is, is that a lot of women present with similar symptoms. So a lot of women will come to me and be like, I'm bloated, I'm tired, and I can't lose weight. They're usually the real pressing common ones because we don't understand that not having a bowel movement every day isn't normal, straining to poo, having loose stools. We don't understand often that that isn't normal. So even though that's primary, a big part of the work I do, often women aren't coming to me going, oh, I'm only having one bowel movement a week or every couple of days. They're going, I feel uncomfortable. I feel bloated. My clothes don't fit the way I would. I'm not sure if I'm carrying extra weight or if I'm just bloated. Like, so there's those kinds of things. And then they're sort of going, well, yeah, I'm fatigued as well. I'm, I'm tired. I'm bloated. I'm fatigued. Can you help me? When I start addressing those things and pulling them apart, I realize that on top of that, they're constipated. They've got heavy periods. They've got painful periods. And those things are actually tied into the kind of banner of, bloating because the bloating is hormonal of can't lose weight because the weight's linked into their hormones of the fatigue because their hormones are all over the place and they're not absorbing nutrients so we kind of have that top tier stuff that women like this is how I feel right now and then we go actually you've got all these underlying symptoms as well and then we go okay, how do we address that stuff? Because often you've actually tried one or two things already. You've tried removing the foods and it's not working for you. You've tried losing weight and it's not working for you. So then we go, well, what's the next level from that? It's like, okay, let's look at your nutrient absorption. Let's look at the bacteria in your gut. Let's look at your hormonal levels. Let's look at your adrenals because thyroid and burnout and poor adrenal function is so common. And by addressing those root things, like I always call them the bottom of my period by pyramid, by addressing those, we can then deal with the weight loss and the fatigue and the energy and, you know, the sex drive and all that stuff that's a bit further up. We can deal with that when we know that, you're pooing properly, you've got good bacteria, you're absorbing your iron, you know, you're absorbing your B vitamins, you can create good hormones, all those things. So it comes down to that sort of pyramid effect. Okay. So the fact that you're able to figure out what those are is mind blowing to me because I'm like, I mean, how do you know what someone's adrenal, you know, 
glands are doing or their B vitamins, or are they taking in the iron? Like, how do you know that? Like, what do you do with your clients to be able to actually know that these things are happening in your body? Like this is science that I'm like, okay, how do you do that? Right. So please explain. Yeah. So for me, my big thing is test don't guess. So the reason I can tell someone what is going on with their body is because I run functional testing. Now I got to that route of going, I need to do testing in women because I was one of those females who didn't have a periods for many years. I was constipated all the time. I was having one bowel movement a week. I had all these symptoms and I was doing like a lot of women doing, trying all the things and nothing was working. And I thought I was eating healthy and exercising. Yeah, I had all these gut issues. It wasn't until I found functional medicine that I did stool testing, breath testing, comprehensive hormone testing, which is actually urine testing. When I did those things, then I had answers. Then I was like, okay, cortisol is low. I have two parasites. I have bacteria in my small intestine. I have bacteria in my large intestine. I have a yeast overgrowth. I'm menopausal. Um, you know, my thyroid's completely cooked. So I actually had answers and I could run proper testing to go, my B vitamins are really low. Well, B's are low, that affects mood. B's low, that affects stomach acid. So it was by running the functional testing, doing the stool testing, comprehensive hormone, urine testing, that I actually could have some answers and go, now I've got a base to work from. Now I'm no longer guessing. I'm no longer going off my symptoms because your weight gain or fatigue could be from your thyroid, from your gut, from your hormones, from the food you're eating. So until we identify what actually is the root cause of it, it's really hard to heal someone and fix someone. Wow. Well, that's just amazing that there are tests like that. Now, can you tell me what the breath test is? <laughs> like, I'm like trying to think like, what could you test with breath? Like literally, are they just like breathing onto something? Like what can you actually read from breath testing? Yeah. So there's two types. There's one that a GP or a doctor will run and that's called a H. pyoli breath test. So that's actually looking for a really nasty bacteria in your stomach that can cause ulcers, reflux, heartburn. So that's something your GP yeah, or your doctor will run. The common breath test I do is called a SIBO breath test. So small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Now, Again, that's something a practitioner like myself will run as well as the stool testing, like the three-day comprehensive stool testing I run, a doctor or GP won't run. So the breath test, actually what happens, I'm trying to keep it without too scientifically, but basically if you're getting bloated, your food is fermenting in your small or your large intestine, right? So there's bacteria in there that ferments it and produces gas. The gas is what makes you bloated. Now, when you're eating what we call high FODMAP foods, so something like garlic and onion, which is very fermentable, great food for your good bacteria, also can feed bad bacteria. So if you've got a lot of bad bacteria, you eat garlic and onion, you're going to get diarrhea, stomach pain, constipation, classic IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. If you've ever been told you've got IBS, which is a very common thrown around term from a doctor, you more than likely in 99% of cases, you actually have SIBO, so small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. 
To identify that, you drink a little sugar solution that feeds the bacteria, produces fermentation. You breathe into little bags every 20 minutes over two hours. It captures the uh, hydrogen or the methane produced gas that's getting produced in your intestine. Capture that, send that to the lab. The labs goes, okay, Diana, you've got hydrogen dominant SIBO. You tell me that, I go, okay, to treat hydrogen, we use these herbs. If it was methane, we use these herbs. So again, a lot of people, if they have a layer of knowledge and being told they have SIBO without testing, They'll use the wrong herbs. They won't treat it properly. They might feel good for a week or two and then it comes back. They don't do stool testing, which is where the bacteria actually grows from the large into the small. So then they still get a relapse of it and their diarrhea, constipation, bloating, food reactions, skin issues, psoriasis, all that stuff comes back. So they're all kind of interlinked. Um, they are simple to do at home, like the tests that people do do at home. You just need them authorised from a lab. So they're not complex to do, but they give us very complex answers. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for explaining. I'm like, I have never heard of some of these things before. You have to enlighten me. <laughs> but um, so why do women struggle with these types of things? Like what causes them you know, is it the stress? Is it what's in our food, the lack of sleep? Like what, tell, tell us why women struggle with the fatigue, the IBS, the not able to absorb nutrition, heavy periods, weight gain. Like why do we struggle with it? Yeah. So there's a couple root causes for it. Women are more um, prone to IBS than men or these gut issues than men. And that's just partly because of the hormone interplay. So if someone's getting constipated around ovulation, so mid-cycle and they're getting a lot of bloating, a lot of fluid retention. So if you're thinking day one of your bleed, so day one to seven is when you're, you're on your bleed, you're on your period, essentially day 14, and I'm just being very general here, but day 14 to 16, you ovulate, you release that egg, and then you sort of go into the downward, the good sort of end of your period, and then day 28, sort of the end of your cycle, one, you bleed again. So if you're thinking mid-cycle when that egg's being released, we have a lot more estrogen, a lot more progesterone. We have a change in hormones, changes gut motility. So it changes the way we absorb and move things through our intestines. So if you've got issues with your hormones, which generally comes when we're stressed and we've got issues with our adrenal glands, and a lot of women are under a high stress load. One, because we're people pleasers, we're on the go all the time, we're looking after, you know, whether it's people at work, whether it's our kids, whether it's our families, whether it's ourselves, you know, like I'm single, but I'm also feel like I'm under a high stress load from running a small business and I'm very involved with my family and my friends, kids and all those kinds of things. So I feel like women are taking on a lot. There's, there's a stress component and then that obviously affects your hormones, which then affects your gut. On top of that, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation around education. Cutting foods out to lose weight is a big issue as well because this often stops feeding our good gut flora, which causes constipation, which then also impacts our thyroid, which impacts the way we lose weight, which puts us in this circle. Whereas the reality is if you eat enough food, 
you're going to A, lose weight and B, support your gut health. So there's those kind of societal pressures as well, I feel like. And then there's also just general, I was a healthy person. I went overseas to Bali and on that holiday, I picked up the two parasites and food poisoning, which then the bacteria stayed in my gut and made all these issues worse. I just couldn't get rid of them because I was under such a high stress load at the time. So it took me a long time to sort of go, okay, I need to support my stress to be able to kick out these gut infections. So really stress plays a role, nutrition plays a role, societal norms and the way sometimes we feel like we're expected to look can play a role as well. And then travel, um, those things obviously impact your gut microbiome as well. Wow. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, when I was pregnant, I got really sick and had to have three antibiotics in a row. Yeah, it was horrible. I had like a really bad food poisoning bacteria that lasted for two weeks. And then I got COVID and pneumonia. And so I just had so many antibiotics in a row. And I honestly think that is what messed me up so bad for having postpartum depression and gaining 50 pounds after having my baby. Like I did great during my pregnancy. I was like even below my pre-pregnancy weight when I, after I had her, like I was so healthy exercise the whole time. And then like, just after that, I swear, like my gut got destroyed. Like, so, so if you've, have you seen that before? Like, how would you tell someone that maybe has had to have antibiotics for whatever sickness they may have had? Like, how do you rebuild? Did, did that take away all the good bacteria? I, I mean, I know it does, but like, is that not fully come back? Is there still, you know, you talked about how you had food poisoning and that stayed in your, your gut, that bacteria did. It makes me wonder, do I still have some of that? Like, so I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on like building back up after antibiotics too? Yeah, that's the other thing I probably didn't touch on, the impact of antibiotics, birth control pill, medications, those things on the gut microbiome. So that is a big factor as well. But that's obviously across the board, men, women, everyone. If you take a round of antibiotics, we're looking at one to two years to restore that gut microbiome population, right? So without intervention, that's how long it can take. Now, I'm seeing women like yourself taking a lot of antibiotics and not by choice because they're just, you know, taking them randomly. They're actually taking them for things or, you know, they might get mastitis or they get infections or, you know, around birth sometimes they need to take antibiotics and things. So when you do that, you're killing off a lot of that good gut flora, which obviously, you know, we kind of know. But the issue then is that takes so long to repopulate and grow that that's when what we call the weeds have a chance to overcome. Common one is yeast. A lot of women get thrush, yeast infections, post-antibiotics because there's no opposition for yeast and yeast is very opportunistic. So where there's opportunity, it's going to reside. Now that then starts to separate the cells in the small and large intestine, creates leaky gut, which means that when you're eating food particles and things, your gut is more reactive, there's less good gut flora, that gets into your bloodstream, we start sending off an immune response, we get systemic inflammation. And that's where things like Hashimoto, psoriasis, endo, those autoimmune conditions come from, essentially what we call a leaky gut lining, which can be from low good gut flora, from parasites, from pathogens, from yeasts, um, 
from a lot of antibiotics, from a lot of medications. So most people then go, okay, well, that's all well and good, Sheridan, but I have to take antibiotics. So what can I do without being detrimental to my health? And that's where I go, cool, take it, do your course, do do what you need to do, and then you start on sort of what I call the probiotics, but they're actually yeast-based, but a good yeast. So it's called Saccharomyces boulardii. So it's a type of uh, probiotic in a sense that really helps to maintain the integrity of the gut lining and combat uh, the yeast in a sense. There's also a really good brand called Microbiome Labs. I've got one uh, called Megaspore, which is similar. Again, it's a bacillus-based and it changes the pH in your gut to allow and help that good gut flora to flow just like or to grow, just like in your vaginal microbiome. If you're getting reoccurrent bacterial vaginosis, so BV, or reoccurrent thrush, often when they do a swab or do the, the test, they can see that your pH is out of whack. So when you have enough lactobacillus, so good bacteria in your vagina, that creates a really healthy vaginal microbiome there. So the yeast can't overgrow when you, you know, lose a, a sense of that and that lives off estrogen. So when there's hormonal imbalances, when you've taken antibiotics, uh, sometimes from sex, so unprotected sex, when their skin and the penis's microbiome interacts with the vaginal microbiome, it can destroy lactobacillus. So often women go, every time I have sex, I get thrush. Why is that? And I'm like, well, you're changing the microbiome and it's not strong enough to, to handle that change. So again, it's like repopulate with good gut flora, feed the good gut flora so you can do that through your gut. It will impact your vaginal microbiome or you can insert pessaries like probiotics just straight up there and it'll combat it pretty quickly. Um, so it's changing the pH and it's feeding the gut flora. So we talk about probiotics, we talk about spore-based probiotics for your gut, and then we talk about food for your gut. So we're going, well, what do your good gut flora like to eat? They like to eat fibres, so they like to eat fruits, vegetables, whole grains. They like collagen, bone broth, so healing things. They like a lot of omegas, so from salmon or oily fish or a really good cod liver or fish oil tablet. So they like that diversity to be able to feed it back. The only catch with this is that because you've taken antibiotics and you've killed off a lot of your good gut flora, it can be really hard to tolerate high numbers of fruits and vegetables and fibres. And that's where something, and it's very easy to Google for people, that's where something that, like the FODMAP diet comes in. So you're still eating a range of fruits and vegetables, but you're excluding certain ones, like I said earlier, like garlic, onion, gluten's a big one, lactose is a big one these are really hard to break down if you've got low numbers of good gut flora so sometimes we've got on a low FODMAP diet for a short period of time to slowly feed those good gut flora take your probiotics build that microbiome back do that over you know a couple of weeks then slowly add your other foods back in so you can tolerate your gluten again so you can tolerate your dairy again so you can go out and get takeaway and not stress about getting stomach cramps and having to go home or running to the bathroom or being bloated and uncomfortable for three days after a meal. So 
it's a slow process and in some women it can take six to nine months to really have healthy regular bowel movements every day again have that bloating lose that extra weight all those things stop the recurrent thrush after sort of having antibodies so it is it is a process some people recover quite quickly and it's fine and their microbiome adjusts really fast other people are, are slower and you've just got to go bit by bit by bit by bit and it's it's baby steps, you know. Like you wouldn't walk into the gym and pick up a 70-kilo deadlift straight up if you haven't been in the gym for months and it's the same. You can't just, after antibiotics, just give yourself a whole heap of fruits and veggies and everything straight at once for it because it might just be too much food, too much gluten, too much dairy, too many things, and it just goes, I, I can't handle that right now. Yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on fermented vegetables or foods? So I love, you know, sauerkrauts and like, I love making them or I love fermented garlic and onions. You know, I do love garlic and onions. I'm like, Hmm, I need to think about that. Like, I, I eat those all the time. Those are like my favorite and everything like either raw, like, I mean, I just love them. And, um, so like, yeah, I ferment a lot of things. And so I even do kefir, you know, I use whole milk and you make kefir with it. And I love kombucha. Like, so what are your thoughts on fermented food? Because I like that because I can make those a lot of times it's less expensive than buying like a bottle of probiotics, which I know there's different strands and everything. So I guess what's your take on fermented vegetables? Are they beneficial? Are they actually doing something like what's your thoughts? I love them in the healing, like the healing stage, not in the removal stage. So if you've done a stool test or you've done a SIBO breath test and you've got an overgrowth of bacteria, chucking more bacteria onto bacteria is not a good idea, right? Mm. So you remove that stuff first and then when we rebuild and repair, add it in. Let's say you've taken a round of antibiotics and you know there's not a lot of good gut flora in there and you've probably killed off a few nasty strains. That's when sauerkraut, awesome, or kimchi, start slowly, a tablespoon a day, see how your gut handles it, build your way up, like yogurt, like kombucha, start slowly, build your way up to see what your gut can tolerate. Then it's okay because you're going in on a clean slate and adding bacteria But if you have SIBO, if you have a bacterial overgrowth, if you have a yeast overgrowth, you can't eradicate it by just throwing good gut, you know, bacteria on top of it. And that's the same with probiotic strains. So if you've got gut, what we call gut dysbiosis or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, a probiotic is not necessarily a good idea, just like fermented foods is not necessarily a good idea because, again, it's bacteria on top of bacteria. And that's why your Saccharomyces boulardii or your microbiome's megaspore is better because it's a spore-based probiotic. It's not throwing bacteria onto a ready overgrown environment. Um, So I love fermented foods. I think they're amazing. I think they play a really important role. It's just timing of when, when you use them really. So interesting. So these are things we need to know. So like I, you know, I, I love fermented foods, but I honestly think that I, my, my gut is not the healthiest. It's like, it's, this is probably the most unhealthy my gut has been, um, you know, for, you know, disclosure, like I, I'm just getting off an antidepressant because I had such bad postpartum depression. I'm so excited. I'm weaning off of it right now. I'm almost off of it. And I actually feel better being off of it now. And I honestly think it's because 
my, my body is finally adjusting back to be able to balance out its own self. And, um, so yeah, this is, this is exciting. So pretty much what you're recommending for women, um, you know, I, I'm going to want to share, you know, what you offer and how people could work with you, but say that they, they can't do that right now. Like, what would you tell them to start with? Would it be the microbiome, like the megaspore, like you were talking about, um, you know, if they were trying to figure out like, what can someone start with today, you know, to start building up their, their gut health again and healing that, um, you know, as they move forward with maybe doing some testing and different things like that. So I would start with, if it's any bloating, constipation, loose stools, uncomfortableness in your stomach, I would download the Monash University FODMAP app. It's about $10 AED Australian, so whatever that is for you guys. It's not expensive, basically is what I'm saying. I would download that. I would have a look at the traffic light system. I just say to people, use the app because you can go online and search FODMAP foods and print stuff off, but it's really can get really confusing. The app literally puts in the foods into this is a red food, as in you're probably going to react to that. This is an orange, like a yellow food. So maybe this is a green food. If you've got a bacterial overgrowth, you won't react to this food. Okay. So it kind of splits them up and you can go, all right, I'm going to do low FODMAP for four weeks and just see how I feel on it. See if any of my symptoms reduce. You will then know at the end of that four weeks whether you've got some kind of gut dysbiosis, right? Because if your symptoms dissipate and disappear quite quickly, you're like, well, I've removed food for bacteria. Obviously, there's bacteria in there. If you see no change in symptoms, you can kind of go, okay, it might not actually be a microbiome issue. I might have an allergy to a food. It might be my hormones. Like a lot of women with endometriosis who I work with and the heavy painful periods notice around certain times of their cycle, they cannot handle gluten and dairy. And other times in their cycle, they are fine because it's an immune issue. So there is microbiome things that should be done and can be done. There is hormone things that should and can be done, but there's an immune component you really need to recognize. And that's similar if you had irritable bad disease as opposed to IBS syndrome, like it just comes and goes and it's really hard to pinpoint because it's SIBO, it's not an immune issue. So there's kind of those things going on and I would sort of be conscious of going, well, what is, you know, what's the sort of underlying cause for those sort of things and do that, do the low FODMAP diet, grab a spore-based probiotic, grab the microbiomes, mega spore, do that alongside it as well. That's always going to be beneficial. You can't go wrong with that, whether you have SIBO or whether you don't. If you're just trying to improve your gut health on a general basis, Add in fermented foods slowly, you know, make sure you're eating a diversity of fruits, vegetables, whole grains across the board. And then also I would still add in a mega spore probiotic for at least a month or two just to balance things out in your gut and really help that good microbiome sort of thrive in a sense. But if you find that, yeah, you're reacting to foods, the FODMAP diet worked really well for you, 
Do not stay on that, please. And that is a big issue I see. Women feel great of it. They lose weight really fast because their bloating drops, they're tolerating foods better, they have more energy, their bowel movements get better. They just go, I feel amazing. I don't ever want to come off this. You can't do that because if you stay on it longer than a couple months, what you've done is you've removed all the food for your microbiome and your good bacteria will start to die as well as the bad bacteria. And then in six months, 12 months, you've got bigger issues because these bacteria, then the, the yeast and things overgrow and some of the other bacteria overgrow. So you just, you make it worse for yourself. But as a starting point, it's awesome because it gives you insight as to what's going on in your gut. This is great information, Sheridan, really. Uh, you know, when you're, you're talking about it, all this, it, I'm encouraged that getting my gut health back to normal is easier than I think, right? Because I mean, yes, there's tests and different things. Maybe there's different things that need to be addressed, but instead of being, I think I've, I feel like I've avoided trying to like, I haven't, I haven't put any effort into studying or researching, you know, I've done my fermented foods. I've maybe taken some probiotics, right? Like, you know, that's what we're told. This is how you help it. But, you know, what you just explaining that, like, I feel more empowered. Like there's actually ways for me to feel better by focusing on that part of my body that you can't see, you know, it doesn't talk to you other than like, you know, oh no, my stomach hurts. Right. Or, you know, maybe there's a problem going to the bathroom or the period or the bloating or whatever it is. Right. So, you know, if it doesn't talk to us, it's easy for us women to ignore it and just deal with it. Uh, and so that's amazing. So I would love for you to tell us, you know, how people can work with you and where they can find you. Uh, you know, you are based out of Australia, but what's great about the internet is that it's worldwide and we can talk to anybody anywhere, which is amazing. So um, please share your info with us and how people can work with you. Well, I first want to say if you've listened to stuff today, and this is my biggest thing I noticed with women is that there's a sense of overwhelm and they're like, what did she say again? Where do I start? I do have a podcast, Empowered Hormones with Sheridan Decker, which I'm so excited to have you on in a couple of months. Um, but there, I do go through some of these things and break it down like what is the FODMAP diet? How do I do it? What is SIBO again? What is yeast again? Those like kind of simple things. So just go back and have a listen if you're kind of like, where do I even start? The app's kind of confusing. Alternatively, you can message me on Instagram. So it is my name, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. And you can find me there, follow, have a squeeze, have a look. So I'll pop information up there all the time. Otherwise, I do have a free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions, which I'm pretty active in. So you guys can jump in there and pick my brain as well. But start with, you know, the free simple things and go, okay. And then you have a little bit of information when you come to me, go, Sheridan, I tried this. I tried what you said and it's not working for me. Or I tried this and I think there's something wrong with my gut because as soon as I removed gluten, I actually felt really good. What does that mean? Then as a practitioner, I can go, cool, I know, you know, know now how to help you in a sense, 
this is the testing we've got to do. This is how we do it. So I work with women over a six-month time frame because I really want to shift that idea that gut health and hormone health and weight loss is a quick fix because I believe the women who put in the work see the best results and it lasts for years as opposed to me going, I can fix you in six weeks. And you know what? I probably could help you lose weight in six weeks and restore your regular bowel movements, but it's not going to be an approach that's going to be sustainable for long-term. So I want to run the testing. I want to get to the root cause of what's going on. And I want to tell you, hey, we're testing, not guessing. This is what's going on with you. So over six months, you work inside the root cause program with me and a community of women. We run the different testing that you may need. We look at your nutrients. We look at your, you know, enzymes. We look at your hormones. We look at your bowel movements and we go, this is what's actually going on. Let's make a plan moving forward so that for the rest of your life, <laughs> your gut health is good. Or when something comes up and you get sick and you take antibiotics, you're in a good place already. And also, you know how to rebuild and restore it. So if that's the approach that you're after and you're like, I've tried one or two basic things, then you can jump inside the root cause program, which you can read more about on my website um, or on my Instagram or, you know, if you just want to send me an email as well, any of these is fine. Yeah, that's great. And ladies, we'll have all of these links. Um, I if, if you could even send me that link of where you can find that diet and the app you were talking about, I will definitely put that in there because that's very interesting to dive into. And I have listened to multiple of your episodes and it is very good. Like I love, I love how detailed you are and you can really understand what you're talking about. And it's interesting. It's inter interesting information about, oh, I didn't know that, you know, or I, I didn't know that's how that worked. That This is the part of the body I haven't explored. You know, the gut is like, it's, it's really cool and fascinating how much the gut controls our entire life, honestly, you know, and it, it's been called the second brain. Like if that's not healthy, like the rest of you is not healthy, it like helps everything in your body. So yeah, so good. So, um, thank you Sheridan for, um, sharing these things with us. And ladies, I hope that you have learned something today. I know that I definitely, my interest has been piqued and I'm going to go look up some of these things she talked about because it's like, oh, I'm going to go see what like spore-based microbiome probiotics are. Like I've never heard of that before. Let's go check that out. Right. So, uh, I hope that you can find something again to kick the overwhelm, go tap into the free resources that Sheridan offers and really get to know, get to know your gut, you know, as another piece of you that needs some love and attention, just like our children and our home and other people around us need to. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, um, and take care of that gut. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the mom training podcast to make life flow smoother, 
to be more fulfilled and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops, and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believing you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.